some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? You know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Hey, listen, uh, we, we're going to have a a great show today with Pat Kolbeck, but I want to I want to talk to you guys about this morning. They you know, they had a great show, um, so Apollo and I think Jake was on this morning as well, and they were talking about uh, Armageddon. I think I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But nah, it wasn't all Armageddon. It wasn't all Armageddon. It wasn't like doom and gloom at all. Not even just a little bit. No, no. I talked right. about working the problem last. Uh, work the last problem. Section of it. Work the problem. You got to work the problem. Um. Yeah, but we, we've been talking about election fraud, election integrity, election fraud, election integrity, election fraud, election integrity. Um, and the Supreme Court is taking up a case, and there's a lot of people saying that they are trying to take credit for it. Like, I hope this is why they took it, took it seriously. I hope this is why I took it seriously. And I'm going to tell you that it's a culmination of effort, and no one has been in this fight longer, I think. Um, than Pat Kolbeck. Well, maybe. Maybe there's a few that have been. I mean, uh, Garland Favorito has been in for 20 years. But Pat's been talking about this for some time, and uh, frankly, people go, are we rehashing this again? No, we're not. We're not rehashing anything. What we're doing is we're, we're restating what is truth because they're walking around saying Mister, misinformation, disinformation. Ah, misinformation, disinformation. Ah. See, that's the. You got, we're going to have to play that video again so people know why I'm quacking like a bird. I'm going to get some clips of it so that we can just ah. have them on deck. Trust the, trust the experts. Check the experts. Fauci, Fauci. Ah. Dude, that is like the funniest clip. That, yeah, I watched that again last night. Oh my gosh, it, it it is like gut laugh. You're smiling so much because it's so true, yet it's funny because that is how the radical left acts, and that is how the uh, dictators and slave owners, because they treat us like slaves, react. But but we're going to talk about what's happening in Michigan, uh, TCF Center, what Greg Phillips has been talking about. Obviously, you have uh, True the Vote, and they've got a bunch of new information that keeps coming out about what's happening, pinging certain devices that are happening in the TCF Center. We talked to Melissa uh, Caron before, and uh, and she had some interesting perspective in it as well. Uh, and so let's just go ahead and bring Pat on, and let's walk through let's walk walk through it. Pat, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be with you as usual. Well, you know, you, you, you've been right in the thick of things for the last 21 months and before. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I um, got introduced to Catherine Engelbrecht about 10 years ago when we were trying to reform 
elections in Michigan back in the wake of the 2016 election. And so anybody who claims that this is just to get Trump back in the White House, no, Trump actually was declared the winner of uh, Michigan in that case, but we saw some uh, anomalies, if you will, very similar to what we're seeing after the 2020 election that needed to be addressed, and we tried to fix them back at that time, and Catherine's been over the target with us ever since then. Yeah, so they, they call you an election denier or conspiracy theorist. I can't even, the list is long. I mean, your resume, I mean, that, that should be at the very top. I mean, you should just say, uh, Pat Kolbeck, election denier, conspiracy theorist, conspiracy slash right-wing no. extremist. Yeah. Purveyor of debunked theories and oh, all yeah. that kind of Yep. I, I'm still looking for the debunked theories, though, Pat. I mean, I'm, I, Yeah, here's what happens. Whenever they put out news stories to that effect... Uh, they never provide the evidence in support of their assertion. They just do a he said, she said. And uh, they never, I mean, in contrast, you know, when you and I put out information, we're providing footnotes with links to the documents that are basic, backing up our assertions um, to the point where nobody ever wants to go off and read it because it's so voluminous. Um, so that's that's the difference. And, and there's an old political adage that if somebody is... Uh, busy pushing a bunch of falsehoods and making a fool out of himself, you let him keep on talking. Well, you know as well as I do, that's not what they've been allowing. They want to make sure that they censor us and make sure that we can't talk about this. So the fact that we're still talking about it is our form of civil disobedience. And uh, putting it right back in their face, and I'll tell you, when you can do it with a cheerful heart and sit there and, and not let them take away your joy in the midst of all this craziness, I tell you, that just compounds their frustration because... We got the truth on our side, and we're not gonna we're not gonna stop putting it out there. Well, I, I think that I think the issue that is is that they keep saying that there's no evidence, but Pat, you've been able to see some of this evidence. How much evidence do you think there is? And do you think that do you think they're saying this in the media because they don't think there's evidence, or do you think they're saying it because they want to gaslight it and they're hoping that people will actually believe it and not look under the under the covers to see that evidence? Well, in the research that I've done going before the 2020 election, all these nonprofits, these 501c4s, these NGOs out there that were receiving hundreds of millions of dollars from, from people that can't stand America, they were putting this money into plans around how to deal with people claiming that the election was not full of integrity. And they actually have white paper after white paper, plan after plan, talking about how to treat people like myself and yourself and how to cut us out of the media, how to discredit us, and how to push that narrative. So um, from my perspective, this is all part of their plan. And, and that's why I called my book that I wrote on this topic uh, the 2020 coup, because that's what happens in a coup. When it, In a coup, you got to take over the narrative. you got to take over the TV, the radio, the um, newspapers, and you got to push propaganda nonstop. And if anybody else comes out with a... Um, information that's counter that you play whack-a-mole with them until they're put into submission and to credit to you and to the rest of us meddling kids here we're not shutting up because the truth is on our side so we, we keep speaking truth and then they weaponize the media and they weaponize technology then they weaponize the uh alphabet government. Right? Yeah. the government yeah. against us and yet we keep fighting through it and we find yeah. ourselves in that really weird awkward it's an awkward place where we, we where we we have all of these people that are taking shots at us one by one, but Pat, I do believe that the that the 
the, the, there's this thing happening where people inside the movement are coming together. They're, they're coalescing into a, an environment where yeah. they're saying that ethos of, hey, what they, I, may not, I may have had an argument with that person, but what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. Um, are you seeing that same thing on your side? Yeah, and I'm seeing in general a turning of the, I'm seeing wind in our sails for the first time in a long time. I mean, uh, we've had folks get information out and keep the story going. Everybody from Mike Lindell early on where he got out some information that kept the discussion of election fraud in the news media. And we had 2000 mules that came out with information that was uh, very good. We had the movie rig, we had Patrick Burns work. Uh, there's a lot of different areas of um, attacking what I think is what our core issue is right now, which is winning in the court of public opinion. There's a lot of people that kept that front burner simmering by getting out as much information as they had at that point in time out there to give more time for the longer burn, the slower burn um, narratives and the slower burn investigation evidence to come to the surface. So um, it is a marathon. It really is. And what's really funny is that back when I was playing football, I was really good at sprinting, but I was horrible at marathons. So I think I was saving myself for this election fraud investigation stuff. Well, we were talking about before we actually came on the show, how patient you are. And I was like, man, you're much more patient than me. I'm like, what's going on here? Why didn't they do this? Why won't they answer this question? Come on, they got to do this. Got And you're like, Joe, well, so they have this long list of things and you're probably number eight. 85 on the list for that question. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's probably 84 better questions than the one you just asked. <laughs> They're doing real-time triage. I mean, that's what we've yeah. been doing since the beginning of this is I literally have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of evidence that aren't, that aren't just little one-page post-it note pieces of evidence. They're, they're like detailed 32-page affidavits and court cases that you've got to read through and then put in context of the rest of the affidavits and try to create a mosaic out of it that tells a story because um, it, it just takes a long time. And so I'm, I'm confident that folks like uh, Catherine Gregg are doing a pretty good job of triaging. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you gotta, you deliberately got to turn down the volume. Like yesterday, I turned off my phone. I said, listen, I'm helping everybody else out with all their different issues. I got to turn it off and focus in on this project that I'm working on, which is mapping out all the technology interfaces on the voter side and on the uh, voting system side. So sometimes you just got to shut it down and move forward on a thread because we don't have the Soros funding. We don't have the, the Gates funding. We don't have any of that. So our, our customer service desk is me, myself, and I, and they're usually busy. Well, and, and let's, uh, let's, I mean, let's, let's look at the fact that the, the radical left and the people on the right that are actually a part of the radical left, they're part of the establishment, they're walking around yeah. saying, don't fund them, don't help them, don't fund them, grifter, yeah. this, like the, we're using it for ourselves. Now, I, yeah. I haven't checked your bank account, but mine is much uh, lighter than it was before. And my, my yeah. personal net worth went down dramatically when I, was, when, I, when I left my company and had to divest from those companies. So let, let me ask you, I, are you, are you, are you feeling like this is a this is a, a money maker for you? Um, <laughs> I turned down a fifty thousand dollar a month consulting contract to stay to stay on top of this, and I can guarantee I haven't made anywhere near fifty thousand dollars a month since then. Oh come uh, on, come on, come on! I think uh, we're I, running around somewhere between a thousand dollars a month from the website and. Uh, whatever I can sell on books on top of that have been the primary source of income. So uh, when you couple that with the fact that when I ran for the Michigan Senate uh, about 10 years ago, 
I liquidated all my retirement savings to run. This is from a fiscal perspective, from a wealth perspective. This is about the stupidest thing that I could do. Dave Ramsey would be hitting me over the head with a baseball bat right now. You know, uh, the, it takes self-sacrifice to get to a place where you can protect the American people from themselves. It's the same yeah. thing that when you're when you're dealing with your kids, I think it's the same thing, right? You're you're punishing your kids, and your kids are like, "Wow, I I hate you, Dad." Now, yeah. I I told my kids, "I'm not your I'm not your friend. I'm your father. My job is to teach you to be a better person in the future. So you'll hate me now, but you'll thank me in the future." And it it, it does yeah. bear fruit. And I think the same thing can be said about what we're doing right now. Yeah, and there's people that and let's face it, there's people that sacrifice a heck of a lot more for the cause of liberty than we're doing. Um, you know, getting called a few bad names and, you know, um, that kind of stuff compared to what some people have gone through. This is, this is nothing. So, um, just say the course and I liken it to the gospel story where we had a bunch of scaredy cat apostles on, you know, good Friday wondering, you know, what had happened. Their whole world had fallen apart. But on Sunday, uh, those same apostles, once they knew the truth of the risen Christ, all of a sudden, they had a little bit different pep in their step. They were talking smack to the same people that just crucified their Savior. And the reason was because they knew the truth. And um, so I, I feel like that's in our camp on this, without why that boldness is out there. They can threaten us. They can huff. They can puff. They can try to blow our house down. Um, but it doesn't matter because we know the truth. And we're going to keep on going. And I'll tell you, it's not just you and I. There's You, you, you know better than anybody. There's so many of us meddling kids devoting so much effort, so much time, so much other resources into this whole effort that uh, I'm confident we're going to get some sunlight that everybody's going to uh, buy into um, in the not-so-distant future. Well, and, and we keep, you know, it's not, I want to I remind everyone, it's not because we haven't produced a, yeah. a, a truck, a, a trainload of evidence because the evidence yeah. is there. It just keeps co- more evidence. If I were to stack it on top of each other, there's so much evidence that th- if this was a trial of any other proportion and we were in a court of law, it'd be impossible to ignore all of those facts. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I have 220 footnotes in my book uh, alone right now, and, and I have an evidence wall map that links it all together with footnote references for every, every um, piece of evidence on that wall map. It's all, it's all out there, and it's, it's, there's no lack of evidence. So uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing because I, I, I happen to do this and maybe you could give me some advice. Um, but I've been forced to the proposition where I'm writing a book. Yep. And so I sat down and talked to uh, someone who said, Joe, you need to write a book. Actually, you need to write a series of books, but the first one you should call Liar Liar. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. That, that will be the book that, like that we're going to write is liar liar and it talks about all the things that they lie to us about and it it basically culminates and brings all the evidence together and then talks about how i played a part in one part of it how you played a part in it how how these people are not election deniers and that there's history behind these people you know doing things for others having having a history like you have a history of selfless sacrifice you have a history of it like you didn't do this because it was going to make you money you have dealt with the pain and the pressure of standing and, and, and taking the path less traveled. And so th- this this book is going to outline that. Um, and they told me today, they're like, we're so excited we're writing a book. And I was I, like... I like that. I, there's uh, You got so much fodder for that book already. I mean, it almost writes itself. Yeah, yeah. If you so we, need any 
any of the evidence in support of it, let me know. I'll help out however I can. Well, yeah. So I, I you know, one of the things that I was telling uh, Mr. Producer about is I was like, listen, there are people that can can write their own chapter in this book. In other words, I want to know, like I've already done a lot of research on you. I've done a lot of research on on other people in this movement. You know, General Flynn. People are like, oh, you can't put General Flynn. Yes, I can. Right? And there's so many different chapters to the book that just prove out what it is the radical left is doing. And it gives everyone a blueprint for why they're doing it. And so I want to, I, I want to show that the fruit of the tree, it's real fruit. And that they try to create the rotten fruit from good fruit and call rotten fruit good fruit, right? So they, they reverse it. And so I want to be able to, because there's more than enough evidence to show that and to show the fraud. But I think people have to understand a culmination of putting it together, like the, the food shortage, the, the border issue, the, the yeah. people that have died, Brian who died on a, on a jet ski because he was shot by the cartel. Um, I mean, just lots of people that have been affected by things that are happening to us right now. I yeah, this is organized to... crime. So I, a lot of the stuff that happens is a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, which is why it's lo important to look at this from a systems perspective and see how all the little bits fit together into a big picture of how they stole the election. And uh, that's the tough part about all this. And my background's in systems engineering. So I like connecting the dots between different Lego blocks and creating you know, the little Pirates of the Caribbean Lego set, right? So uh, the tough part is putting together that story, and it takes a long time, and I think we're seeing that with our movement. They literally, um, I, I just recently read the book Vote Scam. I don't know if you've had a chance to read that at all. But, I uh, That I highly recommend. It was written about 30 years ago by two brothers, the Collier brothers, and they were talking about it at the advent of the electronic voting systems and how they were so subject to fraud, and it talks about how a cartel of media folks got together and formed the national election pool to tell us who the victor was on election night. And uh, um, I would submit that the same fraud they outline in this book is the same fraud that happened in 2020. And if you read the book, you find out that they, they assert that that had been happening for three decades prior to that. So we're talking six decades of election fraud here in the United States alone. Uh, that they document pretty extensively in this book, and I think it's pretty well done. Well, I'll put it on my list, but the next book on my list is your book. All right, right? sounds good. So um, right. um, I want to give a shout-out to one of our other sponsors, too. That's Axos Bank. Um, I'm excited to have found this bank, and I've done a lot of research on this bank, and um, I'm supposed to have another conversation with them tomorrow because I'm, I'm really interested in how they – uh, are going to protect people. I'm really interested in protecting people and their ability to protect their money. I'm not sure that the banking system related to the bigger banks would ever do that. It's one of the reasons why I've never been a part of any big banks. I, I gave that up nearly 20 years ago. Um, but I found this bank, Access Bank. They opened on Independence Day 2000. They're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American tradition. Let's take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can also get a, a $150 bonus if you open one by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. Uh, if you go to accessbank.com slash daily for full details, that's A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus, all you need is a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, so Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. 
but but I, I want to get into that because I want to get into your book because I've actually started reading it. But I want to get into that. But I also want to, um, and we want to push people to read your book, right? Because it's fascinating from page one. But I have a video that I want to show you about stuff that's happening on the election fraud side. Um, and this was okay. made by Gateway Pundit. And then I want to get your thoughts on it. It's about three minutes long. Let's go ahead and play it, Mr. Producer. Turn it up. It says, here's how it works. The drop. Steal the Trump landslide. Dump a massive number of tens of thousands of unexplained votes. The roll. Fix the remaining vote counts in exact proportions to keep the lead. This goes through Georgia. For the audio version, I'm going through this. President Trump was up by as much as 57% to Biden's 42%. Then dumps of unexplained ballots are given to Biden for hours until Joe Biden takes the lead. Then for the next 53 batches of votes counted, every single vote batch had exactly a 50.05 to 49.95 victory margin for Biden. These ratios are impossible. They are impossible. Now it's going over to Michigan. President Trump leads for hours by 55% to 43%. The drop at 6.31 a.m., 141,258 votes dumped for Biden. The roll. Then almost every batch after 9.15, Batch had exactly a 50% Biden to 49% Trump exact ratio. This is called fixed outcome algorithms, guys. This is not in the video. These ratios are impossible. And it has a, a diagram of the periods and the amounts and the number of votes. And it goes to Virginia. President Trump leads for hours by 52% to 46%. The drop, 308,000 votes dumped for Biden in middle of the night. This is true. Then ratios set for the roll. The ratios set for remaining batches to exactly 55% Biden to 45% Trump in an exact ratio. And it shows the report of that ratio. These ratios are impossible. By the way, you can't do this without the machines. I just want everybody to understand this cannot be done without the machines. This is Pennsylvania. President Trump leads for hours by nearly 700,000 votes on election night. The drop, Democrats find over 1 million votes for Biden in the next 48 hours. The roll, then ratios are set remaining batches to give Trump only 40% of mail-in ballots per count, county compared to election day numbers. The ratios were set to steal. Guys, listen to me. We're going to see a little bit more on this. These ratios are impossible. Not improbable, impossible for this to happen in every single county. The machines are designed to defraud the American voter. The election was stolen. They stole it from Trump. They used a drop and roll and, a, and got caught. What do you think of that, Pat? 
I think they did a very good job summarizing it, and it is very consistent with what I lay out in my book. I had two other phases, though. I had a preparation phase where they created and expanded upon weaknesses in the voting system to allow them to do what they just did. Mm-hmm. And then I characterized the, uh, the drop part as the mail-in ballot fraud. That's the uh, as a main attack phase in my book. And the backup attack is where they go off and, and manipulate the results directly with the machines, which is what they're talking about with the role. Um, then there's one last phase that I talk about that I think is very important, which is what we started out talking about on the show, and that's the defense phase. That's where you go off and censor anybody who's trying to get out the truth about this. And they even go to the point of putting out fake audits. Um, they go off and start destroying election records. Uh, so, um, I, yeah, I think it's very consistent with what I've observed and other election investigators um, have observed all across the, the country. I think we got a pretty good picture of it. Now, the challenge on it is to tell tell that in a compelling story that resonates with people. So. You know, that three-minute clip that you're just showing from the Gateway Pundit, they've been great at covering this election fraud investigation since day one, and they've been a great conduit to get that info out. That's a good start. Something around a three-minute time span is what people get to. But I, I'm, I'm almost convinced that until we get it into bumper sticker form, it's not going to catch on. We need our we need our build-the-wall hashtag that uh, can resonate with people. Well, and... And so I want to I want to run something by you because we we put things into different buckets, and I think we need to look at the system. So the, the last couple of days I've been building these diagrams based upon all the information I've been able to pull from multiple states, and I'm and I built this these footnotes that show all the data. So the data from Pennsylvania, data from from Florida, Florida, uh, Florida. I did some data out of Florida, Georgia, um, Michigan, Arizona. Nevada, Wisconsin. I mean, look, it's, it's really bad. And then I, what I did is if those states are tied into ERIC, the ERIC system, I put an asterisk by those particular states. And then I took the anomalies and I took the affidavits and I started stacking those up as data. And when I put it up on the board and I looked from a system architecture standpoint, it's all connected. Yeah. Yes. Like ballot mules have to have bloated voter rolls, Right. Because I have to be able to produce things that allow for real-time analysis and an adjudication of signature. Now, they don't call it adjudication of signature. They call it signature verification. But you have to adjudicate the, the signature, right? So I call that adjudication one. You have secondary adjudication. Well, the secondary adjudication, if you have ballots that you're dropping in, let's, let's say these are mail-in ballots or fraudulent ballots, whatever. The only way that you can cheat this way with the drop and roll or what we're talking about is that if the plan was implemented to allow those ballots to go into a suspense stage within the adjudication process, by the way, this happens in ESNS, uh, Clear Ballot, and Dominion. And there are people that run between those different organizations and they share information. It, it, it is a CIA op, in my, uh, my opinion. But if you look at all the data collectively, one, if you pull out one piece of this, the others don't work. Yeah, yeah. great minds think alike because, I mean, that's what I worked on. I've got a process map that I started developing when I was vice chair of the Michigan Senate Elections and Government Reform Committee. So I, in pure engineer mode, I wanted to map out all of our election processes from voter registration to certification of the vote and recounts and all that kind of stuff. It's all 
mapped out. And then I, in the wake of the election, I supplemented that with all the different pathways that could be executed that would subvert the integrity of the election. So same idea, uh, mapped it all out. And uh, I highlighted, if you see any evidence of this, then that's fraud. If you see any evidence of this, that's fraud. If you see any evidence of this, it could be fraud. You got to do more investigation to see the chain of custody was maintained, that kind of stuff. So I love, I love where you're headed. And I'm, I'm doing a technology version of that right now that's just centered on the technology data transfers. And because uh, we just discovered something, I mean, pretty unique about Michigan. I wonder if it's happening in some of the other states. But, you know, the whole voter registration system pathway that includes a statewide voter registration file with the poll books, electronic or paper poll books, whatever the case may be, that is one thread that should stand on its own. And it just at the end of the day, at the end of the election, it tells you who voted and how they voted, that kind of stuff. Um, on the other thread, there's the electronic voting systems like Dominion and ESNS and Heart Systems, etc. And they are, their job is only to tabulate the votes captured on the ballots and move that through the system. There's no reason for a connection at all between those two systems. And what we're seeing in our state contracts, we've had some diligent uh, meddling kids that found line items that talk about the integration of the statewide voter registration file with these voting systems. And you, you know, for those of you really close to this, you take a pause and you sit there and take a step back and go, wait a second here, why the heck are they connecting these two? They shouldn't be connected unless you have uh, one purpose in mind, and that is to go back after the fact and clean up your chain of custody. Because the story that you tell with the uh, statewide voter registration file, the poll books, should be the same story that you tell with the ballot count and the vote tallies. And if they're not all a consistent story, you know you've got fraud and you've got a uh, problem with the election. Now that they connect the dots between the two of those, that tells you that there, there's no good purpose for that. There, that is only meant to go off and rearrange the chain of custody. Okay, so we 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 know we know we're dealing with we know we're dealing with a, a system that is it's pretty comprehensive. It's, yeah. it's pretty it's a pretty intelligent design. They're just not very good at details, which is it's, which is by the way one of the biggest problems of the radical left is that they don't. They don't pay attention to the details. So smoothing out the yeah. lines just to them, it'll just I'll just deny it. Everyone just deny it. Eric Coomer, deny. Did you run into yeah. the building? No. No. You didn't? Why is your car wrecked? I don't know. <laughs> Most unbelievable thing, right? Yeah. So they did de they deny it. But we we I, I find it very fascinating that we have all the evidence. Yet they're continuing to talk in the media as if we don't and call us election deniers, misinformation, disinformation. I mean, are you scratching your head trying to figure out why? You know what, though? I think we pierced that veil finally. I think the people are starting to get it. Most people. Um, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about the hard lefties that are behind the whole thing and that are sympathetic with it. I'm talking about just regular, everyday, common sense Americans sitting there going, you know, this doesn't really make sense. Even Democrats that have some common sense to them are realizing in some of their primaries, like in, in Detroit, we had a mayoral contest between two Democrat candidates. And guess what? The same issues uh, that we observed in the 2020 general election were evident um, in the uh, legal filing by the uh, Detroit Democrat mayoral candidate. So um, 
So I think more and more people are waking up, and I, um, I don't know. I'm I'm encouraged. I think we're, we are turning the, the corner right now. It's not not. I, I wish it was. I wish we turned the corner prior to January 20th, 2021, or January 6th, you know, 2021. That didn't happen, but uh, we're we're picking up speed. So, so, so here, <clears throat> there's a new. Uh, report out, new uh, survey that came out. Mr. Producer, let's put this up. Election integrity, 50% think cheating likely in midterms. Um, So a new telephone and online survey of Rasmussen polls in the national polls find that 52% of like U.S. voters believe at least somewhat likely that cheating affect the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, including 36% who think it's very likely, 43% don't believe it's likely cheating affect the 2020 outcome, 30% say not at all likely. These findings are similar to previous surveys in May and March. 50% of voters think at least somewhat likely there will be widespread cheating that will affect the outcome of this fall's congressional elections, including 24% is very likely, 41% uh, don't believe cheating is likely to affect the, the midterms, including 20% is not likely at all. Um, so voters remain skeptical of integrity by vote by mail. 58% think it's at least somewhat likely that wide use of voting, uh, mail-in voting would lead to more cheating in elections, including 39% says it's very likely. Um, so. I find it fascinating that this, that, that what they're doing in the, um, in the elections, what they're what they're doing in the in the media, is to try and drive down the ability for people to say that there's cheating in the election. Well, it's kind of a. I, I've seen a little bit of a mix of both, frankly. I mean, where they're trying to pump up the idea that there are vulnerabilities in the election, just yeah. like they did in the lead up to the November third, two thousand twenty election. It was in vogue to go off and highlight all the election security vulnerabilities, right? I mean, we had CISA put out an infrastructure note talking back in, I think it was July of 2020, talking about all the vulnerabilities, line item by line item, all the stuff we've been talking about in the wake of this, saying that the tabulators, the voting systems, the voter registration, they're all they're all vulnerable. None of that would have gotten fixed prior to, to November 2020, by the way. But after November 3rd, 2020, we couldn't talk about any of it. So now, I think what you're going to see is more and more people talking about the vulnerabilities or them allowing people to talk about the vulnerabilities going into the 2022 general election because they want to be able to create a narrative that it was illegitimate and all the stuff that we were not allowed to talk about in the wake of the November 3rd, 2020 election, um, they're going to be allowed to talk about in the wake of the November election this year. Okay, so... that's just- I think I think you're right, and I think a part of this is saying if there's vulnerabilities that we're looking at it that somehow that's going to curtail all of the all the issues that we're having in the election. But but Pat, there, there's another survey that concerns me related to this, and that is a survey that they they put out there that states that near only 24 percent of the American population would see would think the founding fathers would see the United States as a success, down from 32%. Now, the reason why this is concerning to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is because I feel like this is a barometer indicator of having to rewrite or throw out the Constitution and start over again, and that they're going to use this as justification. Now, we didn't have issues in our country, and it went from 60%, 70% just three decades ago to 24%. Are you concerned that this erosion is going to lead to the justification of throwing out the Constitution and just basically abandoning who we are as a nation? Absolutely. I mean, what we've seen is an abandonment of the rule of law. 
for a lot of the people calling for election reforms in the wake of the November election, what good does it do to pass more election laws if they're not following the ones that we have already? Right. We're Which kind we of in a post-rule. Right. And, and so I'm really concerned. I put out a blast to my uh, social media followers a while back. I'm concerned that in Michigan, there's a big movement around convention of states. And, uh, and they're, I think they're going to try to pass it in lame duck uh, this year, which means all the folks that are not accountable anymore to the citizens are going to try to push it through. And I, I think that is a, I think if that happens, our Second Amendment, gone. I think if that happens, the Electoral College, gone. I think there's a lot of um, concerning things. And I'm, t- I'm saying this as somebody that when Convention of States first popped up, I said, you know, okay, that sounds good. That's in Article 4 of our Constitution. If it's in the Constitution, i got to go off and support it. I'm there. But when you look at how constitutionally illiterate we are as a nation, and frankly, as a lot of our elected officials are right now, that is just playing with fire right now in the current environment. So my, my position right now is, tell you what, guys, when we start following the Constitution we have right now, then we can start going off and look at ways to go off and improve upon it. But until then, stay off the Constitution because I don't trust anybody playing with it. That's our last bastion of hope. That's the last thing we get to lean on. And as you've seen in their most recent Supreme Court decisions, what they're finally starting to do is get us back into that constitutional box with uh, some of their rulings. So as, as we, we see what is happening now, I don't know if you saw this part, and I know I'm getting a little bit away from the elections, but I mean, this all has momentum building towards discrediting the SCOTUS, right? The Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. And you see the radical lefts justify attacks on Kavanaugh, justify them going in and trying to attempt to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. You see them justifying running him out, protesters running him out of a restaurant. You see them justifying, at, at a very high level, disregard for the Supreme Court of our, of our country. And that's supposed to be a, a checks and balance. You're supposed to respect that, hey, here's the ruling. we got to abide by that. That's the law of the land. You don't like it, that can't help you, because that's what they have decided that constitutionally is centered. But that's not ha- what's happening on the left. You have rhetoric coming from every angle from the radical left inside of this Biden regime. Does that concern you now that we know that the SCOTUS is taking up this election uh, case? Does it concern you going into the 2022 election knowing that they have little regard for the rule of law? Yeah, but I'll tell you that's part of their plan. They want chaos. Uh, in the research that I did for my book, the 2020 coup, um, I came across some uh, Zoom conference calls that were shared by uh, Millie Weaver uh, out at millennialmillie.com, and she had access to some um, Zoom calls chaired by a woman by the name of Lisa Fithian. And this woman was actively calling for chaos uh, in the wake of the election if they didn't get their way. She was talking about the need for taking over government buildings and for people that specialize in breaking windows. She was talking about, you know, in the wake of all this chaos, something new can be created. So right to your point, these leftists who are financed with billions and billions of dollars here have been planning for this for quite some time. And it's, uh, it's something that they want that turmoil. They want the... Uh, the um, streets of Portland, Oregon, or Seattle with uh, 
you know, the takeover that's going on. They want a lawless society because they think out of that lawlessness, something new can arise. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's, and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off if you're using like ring apps or things like that you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized ip address but um that's just something you just learn when you get it but you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are uh, so go to ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily you do have to use the slash daily so ipvanish.com daily use promo code daily and claim your 70 percent savings well and i and i think that it allows for them to justify the use of force against people like us that that yeah. are standing up for truth and this yeah, this and is why what, yeah go ahead go ahead yeah no that's what they're trying to do it's a saul linsky technique his modif his modus operandi is it's the action is in the reaction what he wants to do is law-abiding citizens like you and i out of normal behavior we're not going to go off and and violate the law. We're not going to go off and do anything that would be considered a lawless act. But if they keep pushing and pushing and poking and poking, they hope to get a response from us. And uh, you were talking about how I'm, I'm patient just because I've, I've been through this war surfing in the Michigan Center for eight years, where you always go into environments where they're trying to poke you and trying to get you to say something or do something that they can record. And then add if an item, they're going to go off and and put it out on the airways and repeat that every single time you try to run for office or anything. And I'll tell you, it's, uh, this is what they're trying to do on a larger scale for anybody who's asserting the principles that make our, our nation a constitutional republic right now. They want to transform it. Remember Obama, fundamental transformation of America? That's what they're continuing on, that track for the fundamental transformation. And it's folks like you and I that are pushing for the rule of law that are, that are in their way. And uh, and I kind of like it that way. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get out of their way. Well, and and you know as we as we start walking down this uh, as we start walking and looking at what the the radical left is doing, and and, and I, I hate to say it, the Democrats because the more and more I talk to Democrats, the more they feel left behind. I mean, you look at Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Elon Musk has yeah. voted for the first time for a Republican candidate, and now it's pushing him more and more towards the reality that these guys are absolutely crazy. It's tough to combat that. I mean, uh, uh, all their—it's uh, not just crazy though. I mean, there's something malicious with their intent. To—they're see, actively seeking to destroy America from within. That fundamental transformation depends on that chaos. It depends upon weakening all the institutions that have made America strong. You see it evident when you just look around and see some of the policies being pushed by Biden right now. Whether it's CRT, whether or not it's. Uh, giving 5 million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve to China, of all places, um, after he shuts down our Keystone pipeline so that we can't produce our own energy. Um, as you see that kind of 
and you see what's happening when they're going into the military and and trying to make the whole military uh um uh you know woke with all this crt training there uh it's just they're really trying to take away these core foundations and uh, i think it was abraham lincoln that said america's only going to be this if it, if we're ever to be destroyed it's going to be from within and uh i think we're seeing that there's people that recognize that and that's exactly what they're trying to do well i mean hey, look i appreciate you coming on how can people find you how can people read your book uh, best way to go for my book uh, is uh, the 2020coup.com. It's available up on Amazon. It's available at mystore.com with Mike Lindell. Use the promo code Colbeck, C-O-L-B-E-C-K. And uh, I think Barnes & Noble has it as well. Um, and uh, I'm going around to events all across the country to go off and uh, share it. And if somebody wants to reach out, you know, um, please just drop me a line at letsfixstuff.org. And uh We'll do our best to come on out and share what we know about election fraud and some other stuff. Hi, this is Joe from DCF Guns. It's July, and that means it's time for our fourth annual Liberty Fest. It's coming to all three of DCF's locations, so you're getting three times the Liberty. Join us on July 8th at our East Colorado Springs location to kick off the party, followed by even more Liberty Fest on July 9th at our Castle Rock location, and July 10th at our West Colorado Springs store. Everything starts at 10 a.m. Joe, that's too much Liberty. There's no such thing as too much Liberty. Join us all weekend for games, prizes, food, drinks, and an arsenal of savings on firearms, ammo, and accessories. As always, we'll keep the range liberated and the deals patriotic. Only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs. So I want to run this by you if I can. And this is uh, before I let you go, get your last thoughts on this. And then, by, by the way, I will have your book read in the next week. So I probably have okay. some questions. Um, but And then some good. questions on formatting a book. So I've never written a book before. Um, but I've seen some really stupid people write books too, not you, but others. So I, it can't be too hard. <laughs> well, and I, I yeah. actually have it right here. And yeah. I'm almost done with it, and it is great. So I do recommend everyone get it. It's yeah. really oh, good thanks. work. Good thanks, work, Pat. Thanks. Um, but you've heard me talk about, or maybe you haven't, uh, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. Have you have you read that yeah. book? By, uh, I haven't read Matthew the book, Chuella. but I've heard I've heard the discussion. Yeah. Okay, so it's catching on like wildfire. People are talking about it now. There's there's uh, guys that are on the national stage are like, I, you know, everyone keeps telling me that I need to listen to this guy Joe Oltman who keeps talking about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. So I'm going to go read it, and then a couple of them come yeah. back later and said, "All right, guys, I'm going to just I'm going to put this to bed." I think what he I think he might be on to something. And they stopped there. But here's what I said. I said that the lesser magistrates, by the way, you know how many people in the United States are elected, right? Mm -hmm. It's about seventy four hundred. Total for state total. offices and federal the state offices, federal offices, seventy four hundred across yeah. the entire United States that are like that county commissioners all the way up. There's another thirty eight thousand magistrates and judges. So we are ruled over by less than fifty thousand people, three hundred and thirty million people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's 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 when you think about it, just the massive idea that yeah. we are we are we are thrust upon by less than fifty thousand people, right? So you yeah. don't have to control many people in order to control the the ethos of a country. But when they can become so infected, so corrupted that it becomes nearly impossible to find justice, or it becomes so expensive to find someone upstream that can actually. Uh, do what is right, then I believe that we have to become the lesser magistrates. We have to step in the gap. Now, somebody sent it to me talking about the gap. The gap is the yeah. place that stands between the oppressor and the oppressed, the tyrants and those that would do harm to the community, or those that do harm to the community and the, and the people they want to do harm, the, the actual victims. 
And when I talk about this and I talk about density and the gap, it became more apparent of what the plan has to be. Democrat, Republican, we can separate now, not on Democrat or Republican, push that aside. You have the tyrants over here, you have the Marxists, the communists, the Satanists, all the ists that are trying to destroy and erode and decay our society. And over here you have Americans. I think as we stand over here in the gap and we stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder, and we build an ethos of what they do to one of us, they do to all of us, which is what I love about the movement is it's starting to um, you know, create density. But people need density too. And people need to get into the place where they say no more. The power of the word no. They can walk in and say we're not going to do mail-in ballots anymore. We're not going to use the machines anymore. We're not going to let critical race theory, gender fluidity. We're not going to let those things in our schools. 2,000 people walking into a school, walking classroom to classroom and taking down pride flags and putting up an American flag. That is the only flag we will fly in the school. So I set a plan together. I built that plan. And part of that plan is to go to 100 cities over 100 days, starting literally a couple weeks from now, and deploy two by two, two people, to those 100 cities, so 1,000 cities total, and go out and literally talk to people in their community about what it means to stand in the gap and what they can do to organize other organizations. There's like 20,000 now, by the way, of you know 50 or 100 people. So you got 10 million people around the country that are activated right now at any one time. And probably 100 million that would get activated if there was a model or a plan where they could, they could do something. So go into these cities, deploy them, connect them, create intermediaries, and develop, in essence, one group, one body. Now, the risks are low if you have 100 million people or 10 million people. But there's not without risk. But then we step in the gap and we say, no, we're going to shut it down. And it's, it's happening right now overseas, right? I mean, the Danish people are, they're literally yes. spreading manure on the police force. And this will force the lesser magistrates. It will force the sheriffs, which the CSPOA now is having a press conference on Tuesday. I don't know if you know about this, to say that every sheriff should investigate voter fraud because it's significant. We found it to be significant in every county across yep. the United States. You need to in- investigate it. So now that we have that, and we have this density, isn't it time that the people take control, that they take the reins, and they push out and destroy this evil that takes over our society? And do you think that we have enough people at that place, in that place of sentiment, that they will be willing to make and take those risks? I think you're seeing it pop up all over the country and all over. I know you're seeing it all over the state of Michigan. There's people that were never, ever involved in politics at all that are waking up and popping up. I, uh, in context of election fraud, I call them the meddling kids, right? So you have people that were never, you know, spun up on election fraud. They're all, and they're, they're claim to fame is that they're doing what those uh, greater magistrates, if you will, were supposed to be doing that we pay to go off and do. They're not doing it. So it's left to the rest of us. So I think that's pretty powerful. I, I, I really like where you're headed on that. I, I would submit that there's also a, a private sector equivalent to that as well, um, because we're seeing that uh, a small number of people are controlling a lot of these boardrooms for a Fortune 500 companies across the board, and they're implementing all these CRT policies, these DEI policies across the board. And when they can influence a Fortune 500 company, that Fortune 500 company influences all their medium and small size vendors that feed them, and they 
they spread their poison through the whole ecosystem, the economic system as well. So I would submit that there's also kind of a private sector corollary to what you're talking about doing in context of our public institutions that needs to be addressed too. Hate to give everybody more work, but but it is. I think it's something that's evident. They've been taking over these corporate boardrooms because we don't really pay attention to it, just like we don't pay attention to our elections in in our state government, local government, etc. Um, so we got a lot of work to do. We've been, the, uh, the 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 bad guys have been working at this twenty four seven three sixty five. They want to make government and and totalitarian as in, as consequential in our lives as possible. We've been working 24-7, 365 to make it as inconsequential in our lives so we can do our own thing. That puts us at a little bit of a disadvantage sometimes. Well, I mean, i got to tell you that um, this this idea that we can go from city to city and from state to state and that we can, like, like wildfire, show that we can empower the people, I think is necessary. And there's already so many groups out there doing it. Now we can give them a plan. Like, listen, everyone yeah. can everyone can participate in this. Everyone can participate in this. And frankly, it's like having Paul Revere's everywhere. The British are coming. The yeah. British are coming. Uh, the yeah. evil is coming. We must destroy it. The evil is coming. And we can solve every problem, Pat. I don't have to rely on a school board anymore. I don't yeah. have to rely on them. I can walk in 2,000, 5,000 strong, and we could tell people, hey, you want to stop it? Show up. Show up again and again and again. Make it so difficult for them to breathe that they recognize that the devil has no place here. Absolutely. And you can be firm, but uh, but kind. You can be resolute, yes. but uh, but good natured, and and uh, and so there's a lot of different ways to go about doing this that can make your point. And and frankly, we want to win hearts, not just minds. We want to win their hearts because a lot of these Absolutely. people have been sold a whole bunch of lies for a long time. And even some of these lawmakers that I'm so frustrated with in the wake of election fraud. I want to find a way to give them a safe landing point. You know, I don't care when they come around if they're, if it's uh, to the point where they're hanging up on the cross at the last second and they say, "Hey, you know, please forgive me or whatever." Fine, bring them in. We want them part of the party here that's going on here. So, I uh, we want to give a safe landing for all these folks. But um, but the fact is, there is only one path that they that we need to pursue, and that is get our country back on the right and uh, right track. And that means a lot of extra effort on us. It's not just going out there. It's actually, in order to do that effectively, you've got to start studying some of these policy matters that we haven't really delved into too much. Just like you're putting together that map of all the um, election uh, activities that are going on. I mean, it's the same thing. We've got to understand what our Constitution says, which means we've got to be constitutionally literate. We've got yes. to be statutorially literate. There's all this stuff that comes in there that you can't delegate that authority to somebody else when you are in the middle of it. So it's not easy. It's, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like going out and joining the army and having people fire bullets at you, but it's a, but there is some effort. There's some basic training that's required on this to be equipped. So, um, guys, uh, but this is, this country is so worth fighting for. I've been overseas. I've been behind the iron curtain. I've been in East Germany before it was Germany. Um, I've been in Soviet Union before it was Russia. I've been out there with, in the context of the space program. Guys, we do not want to go where they are or where they've been. And uh, so our country is definitely worth fighting for. Absolutely. Well, Pat, thanks for coming on the show today. God bless you. Um, this is typically, by the way, where I pray for you. Um, so I'm going to do that if I can. We, we end every podcast now with a prayer, and I think it's, uh, you know, you're, you're deep in the fight. I, I want to say thank you for all the work that you're doing. You are 
not just a patriot, you're a man of God and a pe- person that's put it all on the line. And um, I know how difficult that is for your family. So I do. I just want to thank you um, for that for that thank selflessness you. that you've that you've put into uh, the future of our country. I'm right back at you. So I'm going to pray for you, Father God. Thank you for Pat Colbeck. Thank you for the work that he put into this book. Thank you for being in his heart and in his mind. Thank you for settling him down and making him a peacemaker while giving him all of the tools in order to make sure he can educate those people around him and help fight for our nation. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have to fight for this nation. Thank you for all the people that are standing in the gap. Thank you for all of those that, that they may not think they have a face or a name, but they are, they are the backbone. They are the foundation of what we're doing. Just the people in our community, the average American. So thank you for them, Father. Thank you for waking them up. Thank you for giving them a pathway and for lighting that pathway and giving us all purpose in saving our nation. Father, I ask you to be with Pat Colbeck, be with his family, to protect them, to put a hedge of protection around them, to also guard their heart and their mind from any outside influences or evil that may bully or try to intimidate or do harm to them. Father, bless them with the peace that they need, that they may have rest when they need it, so that we can keep them in the fight. Father, please bless Pat with the wisdom and the knowledge that is necessary in order to defeat the evil around him. Give him the strength and the stamina to stand up and the courage to just continue down the path that leads to ultimate victory, Father, which is restoring you to our community. Father, please be with all of the people that are in our communities that are standing up. Please bless them. And again, give them wisdom. Give them humility. Allow them to bring people together to set aside their petty differences and to recognize that we are all one people, the American people. Help us to bring you back to our community and bring light into the darkest parts of people and the par- darkest parts of our society as well. Father, we ask for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I like that show feature. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for everything that you've been doing as well. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep you in our prayers as well. Yeah, there's a lot of good people out there. And even though this has been a uh, big detour from what I had planned in my life at this point in time, what I've come across are some folks who have their houses built on solid rock that are the ones standing up. And uh, God's got a remnant here, and uh, you rub a few sticks together, and you can make some pretty good fire. So Absolutely. let's have some fun doing it and not lose our joy in the process, which is my challenge every single day, And uh, because um, that's the, that joy is our strength. So, Well, God bless you, and thank you for all the work that you're doing. And we'll continue to follow up with you and have you back on the show when we Sounds learn more good. and as we win. Right. We'll have a big celebration. I'm looking forward to that. Not come alive, my friend. All right. God bless you. So we're, we're out of time. And um, I want you guys to know that it's Friday. Um, I will be on at 1045 tomorrow, but I will be on in video form at um, the event. I, I don't really want to talk about why I didn't fly out, but it's not because I wasn't invited. It's not because I didn't want to be there. Um, I had some pretty personal things happen um, this morning early. And so I've got to deal with those things. And uh, so I won't be flying out, but they are going to play the video. It's a 15-minute video that will walk through the election fraud 
and give people the plan, the pathway forward for how they can stay engaged and get involved. Because I know that people feel like they've been walked up to this cliff. They've been walked up to this place where they're like, okay, what do I do next? They go to these events and they're like, okay, what's next? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing next? And I want them to know that, that there is a plan and that they are the lesser magistrates and they are the ones in the community of the people, for the people, by the people. That we have the ability to, 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 to shed these 50,000 people who, frankly, are just corrupt and keep the ones that are good. And it's not an ideological keep the ones. It's ones that, that may have a different ideology. They may. They may. But understand sensibility. Understand the barometer for true north on ethical and moral obligation to our society and restoring God to our community. This country is one nation under God. And they don't get to take God out of the things that we do. And they certainly don't get to rewrite history books and, and basically poison the minds of our children. That stops now. And we're going to do it quickly. This, this is going to be the quickest victory ever. And you say, well, I've been doing this for two years. Okay, we all have. We're all somewhat tired until we're not. And as Pat Kolbeck said, don't let them steal your joy. There's so much beautiful stuff out here to look at and to enjoy and to, to reap the, the rewards for the blessings they've been given you. You just have to look for those things and then get back in the fight to fix the things that aren't. Take the ugly out of our community. All right. So God bless you all. I will see you on Monday or I will see you tomorrow at 1045. And by the way, go on and watch the Reawaken America tour. Watch some of these speakers. They're amazing. There are a lot of amazing speakers on tour. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that you'll find that uh, there's a lot of wisdom in the thoughts of many of the people that are out there fighting. And they need your help. So God bless you all. I'll see you on Monday. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.